This is Matins with Khanya Ditabe and Colin York. And she said, today I'm being grateful just for being a woman. So great indeed. In fact, uh, that's the editorial for this coming Sunday, the Southern Cross, how we should mark Women's Day as we celebrate the Women's Month. And uh, so to discuss this uh, with us on the line is Gunta. Gunta. Good morning, Hanya. How are you, Gunta? I'm very well. As I always say, it's Friday, so I'm looking forward to the weekend. Now, if I'm listening to you for the first time, and I think the Southern Cross, what is the Southern Cross? What would you say to me? The Southern Cross is the national Catholic newspaper. It's been published uh, throughout South Africa and uh, even neighboring countries. Uh, It's a newspaper that has been in existence since 1920, so it has been very much part of the of the life of the Catholic Church for almost half of its existence. Um, this year, of course, we have been celebrating uh, the 200th anniversary of uh, the Church being established in South Africa, and the Southern Cross has been uh, accompanying the Church on that journey for almost half of that time. So, there you go. Now you know, if you didn't know. <laughs> and you talk about uh, you know um, Women's Day and how we should mark Women's Day in your editorial for this coming Sunday? Indeed. Uh, one thing that um, there is, there's always a bit of a bugbear when, when I'm watching TV or if I page through newspapers uh, are adverts and commercials that uh, are aimed at Women's Day that, uh, that suggest that uh, the way to honor women is to send them a bunch of roses or, or, or get them a box of chocolates or something like that. And that is not what Women's Day is all about. You know, you, you, can, you, you can do that on Mother's Day, or indeed you can do it any day in the year. You always have to value um, the people in your life. But Women's Day is about the emancipation of women. It is about the empowerment of women. And that is something that we've got to keep our eyes on. So uh, if we really want to do something, as men, if we really want to do something uh, uh, meaningful for Women's Day, well, let's, let, let's not bother too much about the breakfast in bed. And, uh, you know, you can do it anyway. But the most important thing is to, to review what is the status of women in, uh, uh, in society. You know, how empowered are they? Some women, some women, of course, are very empowered, and uh, at the same time, uh, they earn less in the in the workplace than men do. You know, all these things we need to we, we need to talk about. We need to have a dialogue about, and we have got to advocate about uh, if we are serious about um, the emancipation and the liberation of women. Uh, making a breakfast in bed and then expecting to do the washing up later on, uh, you know, that doesn't cut it. Of course, yes. And then with uh, page seven, the famous page seven. That's my question to you, and that's, uh, I think, what Michael Shackleton answers. Must we still fast, Gunther, before Eucharist? Oh, we do have to fast before the Eucharist. Um, the fast before the Eucharist used to be much, much longer than it is now. Uh, and now, the, now the fast has been uh, reduced uh, uh, after 1964 when Pope Paul brought in uh, the one-hour fast um, before receiving the Eucharist, uh, which, of course, makes things much easier. Um, for people, so you know, you can have your breakfast and then well, you wait an hour before you go to mass, and your Eucharistic fast is satisfied. But uh, that is that is really a a matter of uh, practicality. Uh, ever since the Saturday night mass was introduced, uh, the idea really was that. Uh, if you went to Mass in the morning, uh, you would fast from uh, uh, well, the night before. You'd have breakfast, basically, uh, before you go to Mass. And uh, as Michael Jackson explains in his article, uh, uh, which explains it much, much more 
in detail than I am explaining it. Uh, but what he is saying is that, of course, the old Eucharistic fast, that is still, that is still the ideal way to go. Uh, just because um, uh, the, uh, the rules are saying one thing, it doesn't mean that we don't have to take an even better route. The mustard seeds uh, with uh, Sara Lee Pimentel. In fact, she starts, uh, well, she, she's looking at women with mission led by Mary. And she says, she starts by saying, recently I read that men are more likely to apply for jobs even when they meet only 60% of the requirements, while women are unlikely to apply unless they meet all of the criteria. Yes, that's why I prefer to employ women because they're more honest when they apply for jobs. I don't know, I don't think it's a conscious decision when I make employment decisions, but, uh, well, as, as it happens, um, uh, all the editorial staff, other than myself, are women. Uh, so maybe maybe that's got something to do with that. I did not know about that, about that statistic, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but it's a very interesting article um, that uh, that she is writing. Uh, and, and of course, it speaks as well to the, to the Women's Day holiday uh, coming up this week. And... Uh, uh, so Elias is, is, is making the point that, uh, well, we do have an example of, of a woman making her own choices, uh, her own decisions uh, in Mary, uh, in the Annunciation, when, when God, when God uh, uh, proposed an offer to her uh, through the archangel. And, and Mary, well, she had, she had the choice to say, well, no, sorry, but uh, what, what you're proposing seems rather weird, and I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, but instead she said, I will do it. And that was her choice. It was not a choice that was forced upon her. And, uh, and that's the point that, uh, that Seralia is making. And then uh, page two, Bishop uh, Victor Palana, uh, speaking to the Presbyterians, uh, basically saying that he has learned a lot from them. Yes, I think that's, that is a wonderful thing that, uh, you know, we, we Catholics now, uh, uh, in the last 50 years or so, has been in dialogue with, with members of other Christian churches, and uh, and here we had uh, Bishop uh, Victor Palana, who is of course the, the Bishop of Clarkstop, but he is also the head of uh, ecumenical affairs uh, at the Bishop's Conference, and uh, and he was addressing the Presbyterians about what he has learned from them, and uh, that is such a huge change from the way things were 50 years ago. You know, there, there are still some Catholics who do not like uh, the whole idea of ecumenism, but um, you know Christ's command is that we must be one. And uh, even if we don't have structural unity, we certainly have many things that, uh, that give us common purpose and uh, common beliefs. And, uh, and that is uh, something that he was telling the Presbyterians. He's also, of course, on the front page. Uh, uh, Bishop Victor has been very busy. Uh, he's also been explained to us uh, when non-Catholics may receive communion and uh, vice versa. Uh, when Catholics may receive communion in other churches. And, uh, well, we cannot receive communion in Protestant churches. We are allowed to receive communion from uh, Orthodox churches. But then the Orthodox churches might say, ah, we don't really want you <laughs> to receive our communion. So it's all very, very uh, complicated. And uh, there, there are some times when Protestants can receive Catholic uh, uh, communion. And uh, that is something that... We explain on this article on our front page this week, and uh, next week we're going to have even more detail about that. It's a very important issue now that the Germans uh, are, are discussing uh, uh, about spouses, uh, non-Catholic spouses, 
of the Second Communion Catholic Church. Uh, so it, it is a big issue, and the South African Church actually has dealt with it uh, far longer ago than the Germans have, which is quite surprising. What you're telling me, Gunther, is that uh, the Southern Cross is not only about news, but it's also about teaching in a way. Absolutely. I think that uh, people who read the Southern Cross are going to be informed about the church. They will know what's going on, and they don't have to go to the parish priest and ask for questions, which sometimes the parish priest himself doesn't know. Uh, and uh, if we know about our faith, we can live our faith better. And if you read the Southern Cross and if you listen to Radio Veritas and you, and you read Catholic books, if you absorb the Catholic, not just the Catholic teaching, but also the Catholic spirit, you're going to be much better Catholic for it. And then, of course, uh, you mentioned that Radio Veritas and the Southern Cross, there's Spotlight Africa, there's uh, Mafem, there's, uh, you know, so many, Trefoil, there's so many, uh, there's Monk Media, there's Madden Hill Mission Press, all these uh, Catholic uh, media. And in fact, uh, that's uh, that famous letter of uh, Father Russell Pollitt uh, in this week's uh, Southern Cross in Letters to the Editor, where he basically talks about uh, Catholic media. Yes, um, uh, uh, Father Russell, of course, is uh, res- uh, responding to uh, to the editorial that, um, that that we published a few weeks ago, and uh, uh, a subsequent letter by uh, Patrick Shamley. And uh, I was very pleased to see Archbishop Brislin at uh, the plenary, plenary of the Bishops' Conference yes. uh, responding to the editorial in the Southern Cross and saying, "Yes, we do have to." Uh, work more on media than we have before as bishops, and uh, and we need to have uh, 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 a, 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 a media strategy. And I was very pleased to see that there is at last some collective interest. Well, I hope it's going to translate into collective interest from the bishops. Uh, I was very pleased to see that, and of course, I was very pleased to see that that the SACBC is uh, taking the Southern Cross seriously enough to respond to our editorial and uh, and clearly also to what uh, Father Russell wrote in, in his letter, in which he goes into some detail and and also calls and this is and this is important for you and for me and other people in Catholic media. He's also calling us to introspect whether we are getting everything right or. Well, we can't get everything right, but uh, whether, whether whether we're on the right path, and uh, and that is always a good reminder as well that you know you, we must we must also be aware that there's always room for improvement. And then, Gunther, of course, uh, next Monday, the sixth of August, it's the Feast of uh, Transfiguration, and uh, that's the question that's answered at least in part on page ten of the Southern Cross. Yes, it's a reflection by uh, Father Ralph Dahan, uh, who is, uh, of course, one of the great homilists that we have in the South African Church. He's a priest of the Archdiocese of Cape Town, and he's reflecting on the Transfiguration, what it means. I mean, uh, the Transfiguration is one of the one of the most, uh, uh, how can you say, weirdest events in the in the, in the Gospel. Uh, you know, Peter, Peter, and. Uh, 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 who, was, who was with him? Was it John? No, it wasn't John. Andrew on the, on the mountain. Uh, no, P- Peter couldn't understand what's going on, and uh, he thought, well, sh- "Shall I build some tents?" And uh, uh, Jesus must have been thinking, uh, "No, Peter, you're missing the point here." And of course, it's very easy for us to miss the point. If Peter didn't get the point, then it's very difficult for us to get the point. So Father Dahan is trying to tease out what the transfiguration means. Uh, it's still a very difficult thing to understand, but he is—he's he's got a very nice way of. Of making uh, of making us aware of what was it all about? Why did it happen? And uh, uh, on the same page, we also have a little description of the place where it happened on Mount Tabor, 
and uh, and that is and that is and that is going to give us some sort of physical physical uh, relationship with the uh, with the site of the transfiguration. And of course, uh, Gunther Simemacher has been to Mount Tabor not once, not twice, not three times. <laughs> Many times, I, I have, I've sort of lost count. But uh, you know, it's always wonderful to be up there, and uh, which is what Peter said. And uh, <laughs> the whole Holy Land, of course, it is, it is, it is a marvelous, marvelous place. You know, where you where you walk, where Jesus walked, where you see what Jesus saw when you on the Sea of Galilee or on Mount Tabor, and you look around, it, you know, it looks it looks very much like what Jesus saw. It is it is quite a stunning place. So, Gunther, that's how we end it uh, this uh, sun- uh, this Friday uh, for this week's uh, Sunday Southern Cross. You uh, tell me again how to get the Southern Cross if I'm not receiving it already. We can never say it often enough. Uh, uh, parishes uh, often sell the Southern Cross. Most parishes in the country sell the Southern Cross. Uh, if your parish doesn't sell the Southern Cross, speak to your parish priest or your, your PPC chair and ask them why not. And... Uh, uh, if, if there aren't enough Southern Crosses left over, speak to them as well and say, listen, yeah, increase your order. It is very easy to do so. The parishes uh, can, can form the Southern Cross as well as individual. If you as an individual want to subscribe uh, to the physical edition of the Southern Cross or the digital edition, which looks exactly the same as the printed issue, and you can read that on your phone or in your tab or on your computer, uh, you can get hold of the Southern Cross. The person to speak to is Michelle. And uh, her email address is subscriptions at scross, that's S-C-R-O-S-S dot C-O dot Z-A. And the phone number is 021-465-5007. And if you did not get all those details, you can go on our website and look for the subscriptions tab, and uh, all the information is there as well. The website, of course, is www.scross.co.za. And that's Gunter Simamacher, editor of the Southern Cross. Gunter, we speak again next Friday or as something big happens. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, I'm looking forward to it. Have a lovely weekend and God bless you. And God bless you too. Matins with Khanya Ditabe and Colin York.